Testing one, two, three. We're on. We're here to investigate a patient that killed three innocent teenagers on Halloween in 1978. He was shot by his own psychiatrist and taken into custody that night. And has spent the last 40 years in captivity. Hello, Michael. I have something you might like to see. <laughs> Everyone in my family like turns into a nutcase this time of year. Yeah, I mean, your grandmother is Lori Strode. She was almost murdered. Wasn't it her brother who murdered all those babysitters? No, it was not her brother. That's something that people made up. Do you know that I pray every night that he would escape? What the hell did you do that for? So I can kill him. Dad, look out! The bus crashed. Mom, what bus crashed? Michael escaped. Excuse me, somebody's in here. Hello? for this night. He's waited for me. I've waited for him. Get out of the world! Get inside! You don't believe in the boogeyman. He's here! Michael! You should. Can you close the closet door? Welcome to Slash, a horror movie podcast. In season one of Slash, we will be covering every movie in the Halloween film franchise, starting with the original 1978 John Carpenter classic and ending with the 2022 Halloween Ends. Or does it? Slash is available everywhere podcasts can be found. You can follow Slash on Twitter at Slash Horror. And you can find every episode of Slash at fansnotexperts.com forward slash slash. Enjoy the show. And remember, it's fun to be scared.
Oh. Oh my goodness. I just took the longest nap. And ooh, now a real yawn's coming on. Not that the others weren't real. Um oh my gosh. Where where did I leave off? I forget there was I had this terrible dream about a horse and a woman in white. And um there were it was like a zombie and a and a moon zombie and uh Oh my God, it's all coming back, all coming back to me now. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Slash. I bet you thought this podcast was dead, but much like the slasher movies that we all love, does it ever really die? There, there There's always another sequel. There's always another uh, uh, movie. There's always going to be something out there. And it took me long enough to uh, to get back to things. I think I started, I prepared to do this uh, in March. Not long after doing uh, the, the bad, not good Rob Zombie Halloween and the terrible Rob Zombie Halloween 2 that I still to this day will forever um hey I'm going to turn this light down cuz I feel like I'm almost like one of the like the Sherry Moon Zombie goes woo I am the white horse I I I'm, like, I'm having like flashbacks I haven't thought about that in so long so I want to say life got in the way but really uh, other podcasts got in the way and I just kept saying, I got to get back to it. I got to get back to it. I got to get back to it. And last week I said, gosh, darn it. Just do it. Just like, I thought, you know, maybe do it a little looser. Maybe don't take as many notes and, and sit there and make a, uh, an hour and a half movie, take you three hours to get through it. Maybe don't do that. Uh, and then I thought maybe wait till you get a haircut. And today I got a haircut and I mean, there's not much up there. Usually I'm wearing a hat, but this is what happens when you take the hat off. But you can see, see I don't like that hanging. I need that like to be a little tucked in back there. You can see, you know, get, get, the, get the old fade. Uh, it, it still grows on the sides, so we'll, we'll see. That's for you people watching on YouTube. Uh, YouTube at Fans Not Experts. That's where all the episodes of Slash are. But of course, if you're just uh, listening, you know, on your... I want to say your Nano, your iPod, your um, CDR player, if you burnt this to a CD, you don't see my haircut. Uh, but I said to myself, you know what, Mike? Gosh darn it, watch the movie. Because you still have three Halloween movies to go, and you want to keep going with these things. So I finally went back and uh, watched Halloween 2018. But the funny thing is, I watched it yesterday. By the time I was done, I said, you know what? It's too late to record. Come back the next day and record then. And uh, before I kind of get into uh, Halloween 2018, um, I wanted to touch on a few people who reached out to me. First of all, I got a voicemail way back in March from from a, a guy who who I've connected with on another podcast I have. Uh, his name is Peyton, and he uh, sent me a voicemail. And why don't we listen to that fantastic thing now? Let's just sit there and listen together. Ready? Here we 
Hello there, Mike. It's me, Peyton from Anycast. Um, man, this is such a cool podcast. It's really, really dope. Um, I actually do like scarier things, so it's been cool to see you go through the Halloween series. I was wondering if you would check out sometime on the podcast. There's a couple different series, you know, the big ones like Friday the 13th, Scream, um, Nightmare on Elm Street. But there is a movie that is standalone. It's supposed to get a sequel this year or maybe next year. It's called Lights Out. It's a fun movie. I think it's actually kind of scary a little bit. But mostly it's really fun and very interesting in the way it tells its story. Anyways, I hope you're having a lot of fun with this. If you check out uh, Lights Out, then have fun with it. Well, thank you, dude. I um, am not familiar with Lights Out. I looked it up. Okay, let's be honest. I listened to your your voicemail before just now. I'm 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 pretending I'm listening to it. <gasps> Interesting. Thank you, but I already heard it. Uh, and is this the movie from 2016? So I looked it up. I have not seen it, but I definitely want to learn more about it and check it out. Especially if there's a sequel, that means it's a series. And if it's a series, you know, even though I've I've done one offs one one-off and i will do more um always always fun to find other things to talk about especially if it's scary in any way uh so thank you uh thank you peyton for that voicemail that's the first and only voicemail i've gotten here at slash slash but um you can send a voicemail too i want to say it's anchor.fm slash slash it's been a quite a long time. Um, and plus, Anchor isn't a thing anymore. It's like, um, oh, it's anchor.fm slash slash podcast. And that's not it. Oh, that is it. No, that's not it. Someone else took slash podcast. It's slash horror, isn't it? I am, you know, I'm I'm out of the game. Uh, and there is a, a link on there to go to uh, send voicemail. So it's anchor.fm slash slash horror. And there's a voicemail button there. But Anchor isn't a thing anymore. Spotify completely bought them out. It's just called Spotify for podcasters. But you can still get to it through the link that I said. And I think there's a link at fansnotexperts.com slash slash. Probably not the best name now that I think about it when talking about websites. Because there's forward slash slash. You know, it's a little confusing. But uh, thank you so much for the one and only voicemail. I've ever gotten, but I also want to talk about an email I got. This came back in May and I, and I reached, I, I um, replied to the email, but I wanted to give him a shout out here. Car McLean, McLean, McLean. I, it's, it's spelled McLean. So I'm going to say McLean, uh, but it could be McLean and you could be, you know, related to the Nakatomi Plaza guy. I'm not sure, but uh, Carl says, Hey there, I hope you're well. Thanks for doing slash podcasts currently on ha- Halloween five. I enjoy the style you use. Not too overly factual. That is, that couldn't be, um, there, there's no better way to describe my podcast. Not too overly factual. Boom, you nailed it, Carl. Not biased and, well, unless you're talking about zombie and enjoyable to listen to. Well, thank you so much. I was wondering, you're still planning to do the Hollow Green trilogy. I said, Carl, yes, I am. This was May 31st that I wrote back to him. Uh, and now it's July 26th that I'm recording this. 
You might not be seeing it for till Friday. I'm not sure. Um, but it, it's almost two months later. Carl, this episode is dedicated to you and to Peyton uh, for reaching out. I appreciate it. Uh, and I raised my my cup. Now, if you're again, if you're listening to the podcast, you have no idea uh, that I just raised the cup unless you hear the ice. I uh, have some I have some diet starry, sugar-free starry, which is basically, I guess, Sierra Mist. I just gave it a cooler name. But the cool thing is if you're seeing this on the on the video, that I have this cup. And this is not, I don't have a sponsor. There's no sponsors in this. You see, it's a Jaws cup. And get you got the shark. You got the orca. Now, the reason I'm bringing this up is because I bought this on something called Fright Rag, which is a website, um, frightrags.com. And they they send you the cup, but they throw these little things in here. They throw a card. They throw a little, like, sour candy. But look at this card. I don't know if you can see this. This is a card, a, a Fright Film Facts about um, a, something about killer clowns in outer space. Great. That's fun. But they also sent me a sticker. And this is where the this is the exciting thing. They sent me a sticker of the poster of Halloween Resurrection. Yes, the movie where Jamie Link, Jamie Lee Curtis is on the cover. She's in it for I think 75 se- seconds, maybe. Um, and of course, we have Tyra Banks and Buster Rhymes, and they make that um, you know, there's Kung Fu, there's um there's like a reality show. So I have the sticker. I'm not sure what I, what I want to stick it to, but I'm going to stick it to something. Uh, still not the worst Halloween movie. It's up there. It's, it's, it's up there. It's not the worst. And it, um, I'm not sure if it's going to even uh, crack the top three worst. It might. I haven't finished uh, this series yet. In fact, we're, we're, what we're talking about today is a movie that I thoroughly enjoyed in the theater. And when I watched it again, I thoroughly enjoyed it again. Just spoiler right out of the bat. This isn't going to be a, a, mo- a time where I crap all over this movie. I pretty much enjoyed this movie the first time I saw it, and I'm enjoying it. I enjoyed it the sec. This might be the third time that I think I've seen it, uh, but I enjoyed it during the rewatch. So, just want to talk to you a little bit about um, Halloween 2018. Halloween 2018 came out on October 19th, 2018. Um, it was, um, which is my my best buddy's birthday, October 19th. So uh, I was going to say we're almost there. I've lost track of all time and space. It's July. Uh, it, on a budget, it's, oh, this is what I wrote down. It's 106 minutes long. It has a budget of $10 million, which is, I wrote, less than Zombies Last Mess. It has a smaller budget. It has a domestic uh, gross of $159, $159 million. $159 would be bad. And another 100 million internationally. It was a big, big hit. Directed, of course, by David Gordon Green, who's in the news now because his trailer just dropped the other day for the trilogy of Exorcist movies that he's doing. So he's basically rebooting another franchise, um, bringing back another original actress. The trailer really looks good. I hope it lives up to it. Uh, And this movie is written by Jeff Fradley. David Gordon Green, and the one that threw me for a loop, Danny McBride. Danny McBride, who I think I I first remembered hearing about um, in Tropa, Tropical, Tropic Thunder. That's the movie. I think that's the first time I saw him. I never watched Eastbound and Down. 
Uh, so Tropic Thunder is the first time I heard of him. Um, and I, I mostly know Danny McBride. Most people know him for, for comedy. So seeing the, the fact that he wrote this um, actually made me kind of like him more because of how much I enjoyed this movie. Just to give a little slashopedia, uh, which means I, I just am pulling this right from the Wikipedia page. Uh, after directing the uh, 07 um, Halloween reboot, Zombie was hesitant to return to Halloween 2, and I guess they must have given him so much creative control that he created that garbage. But there was talk of a Halloween 3, um, Halloween 3D. The Weinstein Company wanted to do that for release in summer 2010. There was actually an article put out by Bloody Disgusting back then. Uh, that never happened, thank goodness. But it was it was going to be this, you know, another similar in that in that world that version of Laurie Strode and Michael Myers. No, thank you. No, thank you. No, thank you. Um, it it think you know it didn't happen in, in 2011. Development resumed for another uh, uh, another sequel, or I don't know if it was a sequel or, uh, but it just they kept trying to push it back. Uh, in 2013, they were they. Um, one of the writers was tasked in revising a Halloween asylum. Uh, oh my goodness gracious. Then there was going to be a, a, something for a direct continuation to Halloween resurrection. Oh my God, not that again. Uh, so it, it, basically they kept trying, they kept trying, they kept trying. It didn't happen in 2015. Uh, they, they talked about doing a, a new Halloween film described as a recalibration rather than a reboot, um, which I feel like that's almost what this was because this isn't a reboot. This isn't a reboot. This is a sequel um, that erases all other sequels. And it looked like at one point uh, in 2017, Mike Flanagan was actually courted to direct. That would have been incredible. I love Mike Flanagan. If you don't know him, uh, he directed a film called Hush. That was my first time uh, knowing about him. Um, I've seen, he's, he does a lot of those Netflix shows. House on, was it House on Haunted Hill? Haunting of Hill House. Uh just so many, he does a lot of these great um, horror movies, horror uh, shows, and he's directed some movies that that were really good. Um, so that would have been really, really cool. Um, I just wanted, there, there's a lot here. I'm not going to go through all this. It was just, you know, the story. Uh, they finally brought in, you know, uh, David Gordon Green. They got um, John Carpenter. They got to come back as a producer. They got um, Jamie Lee Curtis back. And I believe I read somewhere that Jake Gyllenhaal talked Jamie Lee Curtis into coming back um, because they, they're they close family friends. That's really cool. And um, thank God he did because she was, she was excellent in this movie. I'll just say it. She just won an Oscar, you know, for everywhere, everything, all the ones, all that stuff, uh, which is a fun, weird, wacky movie. But she was excellent. I think in this movie, I have to tell you. So um, a, a note that I wrote down here, this movie opened on October 19th. Uh, but I know for a fact that I saw it on October 18th. Okay. So I, I must have gone to an early preview in my local theater. They must have had like a, a Thursday night. And the reason I know this is because I recorded an episode of my podcast, Geek, my other podcast, Geek Mentality, about it. And I rushed home to see the Red Sox win the ALCS, the American League Championship Series, over the Houston Astros 
uh, in a game that was on the 11th. So I checked my calendar. The game was on the 11th. The movie came out on the 19th, but I saw it on the 11th. I saw it with my buddy David and my brother Sean. And it was the last Halloween movie that I've ever seen in the theater. And the first one I've seen since Zombies uh, Horseshit, which is weird to say the first one I've seen since Rob Zombies Horseshit because uh, there was only one in between. That was Rob Zombies Even Worse Horseshit. Again, apologize for my language. Um, and why don't we just get right in to the movie? So Halloween 2018. This movie erases just about everything I've talked about in every episode of this podcast, except for the first movie. No Halloween 2. No Halloween 3 season of The Witch. No Halloween 4 The Return of Michael Myers. No Halloween 5 The Revenge of Michael Myers. No Halloween The Curse of Michael Myers. No Halloween Resurrection. No Halloween H2O 20 years later. No Zombie Halloween. No Zombie Halloween 2. Boom. I feel like I'm missing one in there. Isn't it? Don't I feel like I'm missing one? I'm not going to go back and I'm not going to, uh, but, but none of them, none of them. No, I think I got them all because I, I counted, I forgot. I was trying to count to 13 with the three new ones, but the first one did happen. So I'm completely wasting your time. Just think, just thinking about in my head, doing the math, but none of those existed. It's a complete reboot where a complete, what do they call it? Recalibration where everything we saw is useless. And now it's like the Star Wars, all the books you read for 20 years, they don't mean anything. Everything Disney does is what counts, quote unquote, but that's garbage. I saw Paul Rudd. You saw Paul Rudd. He was there. Okay. We saw Donna Pleasance, you know, turn from a, a, a bad doctor to a, a just a psychopath push putting kids in harm's way uh, we saw Danielle Harris not get exploited by Rob Zombie but as a kid you know get exploited as a kid actor sure but we saw that it all happened okay remember the end of lost where where people like the whole thing didn't happen and um, the guy that uh, Matthew Fox's dad said everything happened yes everything happened. I don't care what this movie says. It all happened. Uh, but for the sake of this movie, none of it happened. So why don't we get started? Uh, opens up in a hospital. Uh, a Where I love the fact that the focus, the beginning of the focus of this movie, and not, it, they actually, I don't want to say they're inconsequential, because maybe they did do something. To, to kind of awaken Michael's thirst. But these podcasters come in, and I'm thinking to myself, are they going to be a major part of this movie? And that's going to be kind of the, they're going to be the audience's eyes into seeing what's everything that's going on. And that doesn't happen at all. They, they show up at the hospital. They meet Michael's new doctor, uh, who I love that Laurie later calls the new Loomis. No, no, he's much worse. Uh, and they they try to actually go and meet Michael and speak to him. And there was something interesting, I thought, when we went out um, to the outside area of the hospital and saw Michael standing there chained up. I love that they never, they don't go out of their way to like just show him from behind, 
but they never clearly show his face. It's either slightly you see that you see him out of focus or just an angle. I love that you see the eye all damaged from when Laurie gave him the old stabberoonie. Um, but I love, first of all, the dude's huge uh, that, that plays him. And I love that he he does kind of react. He does react. When these podcasters show up and um, they show up and they start recording and they try to interview him. They try to interview him. A, a boy who killed his sister uh, then came back. He never uttered a word. He never uttered a word to Loomis. Uh, and he's never... Um, and they think they're just going to interview him. There is a certain thing where it, they make the podcasters look a little pompous and look a little like they're sensationalizing things. And you know what? They are. They, they are doing that. And it's the fact that they're making them look that way, it's because they deserve to look that way. Um, now, this movie came out in 2018, and I looked up this timing on an Amazon purchase that I made. And again, you might not see this. I, I will try to put this photo in the show notes. But um, this must have inspired me seeing this movie because not long after uh, that Christmas, I went and I purchased what is, if it isn't the exact same thing, it's very close. The pod, the handheld recorder that they use in the, uh, at the beginning, the podcasters use, they use it when they talk to Michael, they use it in their car, they use it when they go talk to Laurie. Look at this thing. I don't know if it's the exact same one, but it is. If it isn't, it is 99% uh, close to the same thing. And if you don't see this on YouTube video, on the YouTube video, I will try to put a picture of it in the show notes just to show you that I was inspired to. And here's the thing: they they keep it like they have the microphones put in. You can you can change the direction. I feel like if you're interviewing someone, you want to have the microphones pointing in two different directions. But you might have heard me on other podcasts talking into this thing, um, and I just wanted to to show it to you and say, look, people, podcasters really do walk around with these things sometimes. Um, but the, they show up and one of the podcasters is like, Michael, I want to show you something. Um, I, my friend in the district attorney's office showed me this. I was like, really? And he pulls out uh, the mask. Now the mask looked a little brighter when I first saw it there. But, but he pulls out the mask and he shows it to Michael and he's like, you can feel it, can't you? Uh, and there was one problem I had with that. I was like, should he feel it? I mean, let's think about it. Let's really think about it. He comes back. He steals a mask for one day, puts it on, kills some people, gets shot. We don't know what happens at the end of Halloween 1. But at some point, quote unquote, he gets caught. Okay? Halloween 2 never happened. So we don't know at this point how it happens, how he gets caught. But it's not like he's been wearing this mask in eight other movies. It's not like he's been wearing this mask and looking for this mask and finding versions of the mask for years and years and years. He wore it for one night. So should he be that connected? And like to the fact where he feels the the the, the mask? It's not like he's connected to any knife. He'll pick up any knife or hammer and use that to, to kill you. But, you know... Should he be connected to this mask so much? We're connected to it because it's iconic in the world of horror and the world of movies. We're more connected to it than Michael should be. That's just a little pet peeve that I thought like, should he feel connected to it? But he does seem to react to um to it a little bit. He gives like a uh, like a Tim Tim 
Alan. Oh, he doesn't say that, but in my head he does. Uh, and then, of course, the podcast is like, say something. Boom. Ding, 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 ding. We go right to the opening credits. I love the credits are basically just like from 1978, but they're in reverse. We see the pump, a pumpkin going from being rotted to being fresh. I'm going to take a little sip of my Jaws cup. Uh, we we go from them going to visit Michael right away to go to visit Laurie. She seems to live in some sort of fortress uh, that, you know, they that's cameras, gates, locks, everything. Uh, but they, they're like, we want to talk to you. We're, we're investigative journalists. Uh, but they really just wanted, to, the, the only thing that got them through the door was offering her $3,000, which I like what she does with it later. So uh, the guy, he wants to interview her. She's like, so is, you know, do you believe in the boogeyman? And Jamie Lee Curtis, who looks pretty badass in, in, in this, I must say, she's like, I'm sorry, uh, do you not believe in the boogeyman? And he's like, I believe in Michael Myers, the man. Uh, and he tr then he starts asking her, you know, they start asking about her rough life, divorces, losing custody of her daughter. And um, they um, they tell her that they met Michael. They tell her, we met him. We think it would be a good idea for you to sit down with him and talk with him. Uh, and that's what I wrote. I wrote in my little notes, that seems like bullshit journalist stuff, completely sensationalizing a victim for your gain and claiming that it's cathartic. I find that is such garbage. And at this point, it makes me really dislike the guy. Uh, the the woman, maybe not as much, but I mean, she's in, she's in on it. She wants, they want to be the next serial walking around interviewing people. Uh, when I say you could just be a podcast sitting at home, talking into your camera on zoom. Hi, everyone. Uh, so she's like, give me my money, get out, boom, goodbye. And we cut over to the great, uh, I love both these, these, these actors, Judy Greer and Toby Huss. Judy Greer, I've seen in you know, so many things, uh, but she's a voice on Archer. She's, she played a, a character on, on Arrested Development, but she's been in just a bunch of things over the years. Toby Huss, um, again, another guy that I've seen in a million things, but I think I really Started loving him in, in um, Halt and Catch Fire. That was a show that he was great on. Uh, they have a daughter named Allison. And Allison um, has a boyfriend. And it's Lonnie's son. So, boom, we already know we're in Haddonfield. Well, we know we're in Haddonfield. We know this this town is a place where the the many of the people who grew up there are still there. Like Lonnie. Remember in the original movie, wasn't that? I forget what Luma said, but he's like, hey, Lonnie. I want you to get the hell out of here so I can just sit around and wait for Michael to show up while kids are getting killed. I'm not doing anything. Thank you. I, this is my Dr. Loomis. Uh, but we find out that this girl, Allison, is Laurie's granddaughter. Now, I have... No, I don't. I had grandmothers. I never once called them grandmother. Uh, and, and and if I did, it was, it was like playful. Hello, grandmother. But not constantly. Grandmother, 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 tell me a story. Like, it just, I, it felt, we, that was the, we, out of all these things, that was the thing, every time, like, she didn't say grandma, nana, uh, my mother's your grandmother, they call her Mimi. Uh, uh, my mother-in-law's your grandmother, they call her nana. Like, I've heard nana, nana, uh, Mimi, Mumu, uh, mama, dada, poo-poo, chihuahua, like, but just grandmother, like, many times. 
I don't know if that's supposed to show that they don't have a close relationship, but I feel like they do. You find out they do talk to each other and they do see each other. Uh, now, this girl, we 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 meet, we see them meeting each other later, but Allison, uh, you know, she goes off and we see she has two friends, uh, Dave and Vicky. And I wrote, without even rem writing this down, I remember those names. Now, I wrote them down later, but I, for some reason, they're in my head. Uh, and they talk about the dumb rumor that Laurie and Michael were, in fact, brother and sister. And said, oh, someone just made that up to try to make sense of it. And there goes Halloween 2 all the way to wherever. All that means nothing. Uh, we go, we see Allison in class. They do a lot, of, they do a couple nice um, kind of callbacks in this movie. And one of them, the first one that I, I see, besides the, well, I guess the second one, if you count the opening credits, uh, is Allison in class and just kind of, you know, not really paying attention. Then looking out the window, in the original, Laurie looks out the window and sees this dude in a white mask just standing there. No one seems to be bothered by him. But she looks out the window and she sees grandmother. She's out there. Uh, we see that Allison goes and speaks to her afterwards. I like that they seem to have a relationship. And um, Laurie gives her three thousand. Gives her the three thousand bucks and says, "You know, just use it. Use it for college. Use it for whatever." Um, so I like that there is a sort of relationship. And I think she said, am I going to see you tonight? It seems like there was some sort of awards banquet. I, I watched it. I don't have any recollection of what it was. Um, she's like, oh, I don't know. You know, I don't know if I, I think she kind of wasn't sure if she'd be there. But even the granddaughter is like, you need to get over Michael Myers because it's Halloween time. This woman has went through something that seriously like messed her up for the rest of her life. And they're like, you need to get over it. You know, you need to get over it. on Halloween. You, you can get over on November 5th, but on Halloween. No, please don't. Or the, the 30th. No, thank you very much. Um, so we go um, back to the podcast and they're listening to an old Loomis tape. And it's kind of cool that the, whoever's doing the voiceover, the voice of Loomis, it needs to die. But then, of course, the tape is so old that it slows down. It's like it needs to die. It needs to die. Uh, Oh, what do we see now? Why isn't Laurie actually going to hang out with uh, his, his her granddaughter right away? Because there's a there's a transport, a prisoner transport. I forgot to mention that Michael's going from one hospital to back to Smith's Grove. I don't know why in the world they would still trust this hospital with Michael or any hospital. Why transport him? Has a prisoner transport ever gone well in a movie? Okay, Richard Kimball. He he barely got out alive, and he was he was innocent. Michael Myers is not innocent, um, and of course the prison transport isn't going to go well. I do like the fact that we don't actually see it go well, not go well. It just kind of we see the aftermath. But Laurie's there; she has a gun, and I'm thinking to myself, is she there just in case something happens, or is she planning to take a shot? Um, I don't know. But she, speaking of a shot, she goes. She ends up showing up at the family dinner and shoots back some wine. She seems to be having a bit of a panic attack. She really is a basket case. She shows up. She says, how did everything go? And then she starts apologizing. And then she starts crying. She says, I saw him. I saw him. And, and um, Karen, her daughter, I feel like she's put up enough, put up with enough that she really doesn't want to deal with this. She's like, um, you know what? This isn't the time. You shouldn't be doing this. Uh, and she tells... Um, her kid, Allison, that you know, she had a rough childhood, all that prep work, all the stuff that that um, Laurie put her through, you know, really messed her up. Um, so 
so we cut over to now this dad and this is actually the part that i hate the most in this movie for i shouldn't say i hate because it's bad i hate because it kills me um for years my thing was oh michael myers doesn't kill kids you know um rambunctious teens sure but children no and now that's over so this dude shows up He's got his son who really who doesn't want to, he wants to hunt and fish, but he really wants to dance. That's his most important thing. And I get it because I have friends whose son is like this wild hip hop dancer. He travels all over the place doing dancing and stuff. I understand the love of dance. I could, I have the love of dance myself. I'm not going to prove it right now, but uh, I could, you know, I, I have a little rhythm in me. Uh, but this kid is like, you know, I just want to dance that. And then they almost hit someone in the middle of the road. And um, all of a sudden, we see the bus on the side of the road. Now, you and I already know what's going on. There's some people walking around. There's a bus on the side of the road. Obviously, Michael Myers got loose, killed everyone, or let the let people free. It kind of very reminiscent of the original movie where people are just wandering around. Michael takes the car and heads off. So actually, it's almost exactly what happens here. The car stops. The dad gets out because he's an idiot. Uh, he doesn't show up. Then this, the kid gets out. Now, the kid is less of an idiot. He's got a gun at least. But he's, when he says, dad, daddy. Now, that guy was way too old to be his dad. I'll say that. But hey, you know what? You, I'm going to guess that this is his second family. And he's trying to do it right this time. But he doesn't do it right because he gets killed. We actually don't see him get killed. We don't see it till later. We see a police officer who he says, run. The kid runs back to his car. Very smart. Calls 911. Michael Myers is in the backseat of his car and kills the kid. Kills the kid. Right away, I was like, what? This is not the John Carpenter, uh, Michael Myers that I remember. But it's been a long time since he's rock and rolled. So maybe he, he but then later he bumps into kids and he doesn't kill them. Michael, Michael, Michael. Maybe he just really needed the car. Michael does love to drive. And um, he drives a few times in this movie. So this is how he gets his car. And and I assume this is how he gets to um, to uh, Haddonfield, right? We, um, we meet Officer Hawkins, who uh, was the assistant, was the coach for Remember the Titans. Then he became the assistant coach. And I just like this actor because I just, I don't, I don't know his name exactly, but I like the way he talks. You know, he talks like this. And uh, we find out later that Officer Hawkins actually has a history. In uh, in Haddonfield, he was one of the police officers that showed up for the first time uh, back in 1978. Uh, so he shows up. He sees the, the dad is dead. Um, we've got his neck cracked. We see the doctor. I forgot to mention that. The kid went on the bus, accidentally shoots the doctor. Um, and but thankfully the doctor's alive. I don't mean that. I wish it, it would have been better if he died then and there. But thankfully the doctor is alive, but Michael's gone. So right now we're at a kill count of I want to say four. Two cops, because there were two guards. I don't know if the bus driver was one, if the guard was a driver and another guard. So two officers. Uh, the kid and the dad. So that's why I'm saying my kill count right now is at four. Um, and the cot that we see the doctor, his quote unquote new Loomis is alive. And now he is with officer Hawkins. We jump over to the podcasters and um, they go to see Judith's grave. Uh, 
to rec- I guess to record a very special episode because they're recording outside the grave. Now, mind you, I unless they unless they crank this recorder up, um, when I usually talk to it, I'm talking to it from like like a, less than a foot away from my face. I put a windscreen over it because it pops with peas and it picks up a lot of wind. Um, and they're going to be outside. They're not going to have great audio. I'm just throwing it out there. They're not going to have great audio when it gets done. Now, maybe they can clean it up. I don't know. But uh, they go to the grave, and we see Michael, because what does Michael do? He's obsessed. He goes to the grave, too. We see him kind of watching from afar. And of course, I love you. See him there. And then the woman who's working at the cemetery looks over, and then he's not there. Do, 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 classic Michael Myers. So he is on the loose. I do love that then we get to a uh, gas station. We get to the gas station, and that scene is actually, re- I actually really, really enjoyed this scene the second time around how it was done because we're focusing on the podcasters they're getting gas the girl goes in to say where's the loo now come on you you i know you're not it's it's different in the united states uh than it is in 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 jolly old england but would you really say where's the loo in in um you know in the united states at a gas station i feel like you've been in the united states long enough that you would say uh, where's the restroom, Elise? Where's the laboratory? Something like that. But where's the loo? Oh, I'm sorry. Where's the the bathroom that you Americans call it? Um, but I love when we see that. We kind of see Michael just slowly walk by. Then we see him in the background beating the hell out of someone. Um, I just think that was so like well done because it is. If you're not paying attention, um, then um, then you're not going to you know see this. We see the guy show, you know, the other podcaster look in and start to see um, one guy's face is ripped open. He obviously got his, he wanted to get his mechanic suit. So why, of course, go to a mechanic. I think that just makes him feel comfortable. It was never established why. I feel like the first time he just found a guy in the first movie and killed him. Uh, he found the pickup truck and killed him. Now he's like, I got to go back to mechanic. I got to put my my costume on. So I got to go kill a mechanic. So he does that. Luckily, the mechanic is exactly his size. It was a big guy. He he probably went from so many gas stations and there were these little guys like, what do you want there, buddy? And he just keeps walking. Well, that's strange. I don't know why he didn't want to talk to me. And then finally, he sees a big guy and Michael's like, you. He doesn't say it, but he points. And then he kills him. Uh, so the girl... The lady podcaster goes to the bathroom. The 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 guy podcaster uh, um, comes in at that point. Well, first he finds the dead bodies. Michael shows goes into the bathroom. I don't know why, but he goes into the bathroom um, and he maybe he's looking for his mask. He goes in. He opens up the doors. He shows teeth. He drops a bunch of teeth on the ground. Cool looking. I don't know the significance. Then he smashes the the door open. He tries fighting the the woman. The dude comes in, tries to fight him off. He kills the dude. Then he kills the woman. And um, now we are, we're up to eight dead. So two, the four original, then now two gas station guys and two dead podcasters. I gotta say that one. I'm gonna have a little sip for the for the dead podcaster. That one hits a little, a little too close to home, if you know what I mean. Yum 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 yum. So Laurie hears about it on the news. She's at home. She hears that there's been a, 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 a prison transport crash. And you think, she, I thought she's going to be on lockdown. Uh, she shows this cool rad hidden basement that has a, a kitchen island that covers it. I feel like that's where she's going to be. 
But no, 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 she's not in lockdown. She goes to her daughter's house. There's a door open there. She shows up. She's like, come on, we got to leave. We got to leave town. And I feel like this would have changed a few things. Once we heard that this guy was um, was loose, uh, I feel like things should have happened that didn't happen. Now, of course, they can happen because you need some. You need the movie to happen. But in reality, you feel like there could have been more precaution taken. So um, she doesn't tell them that the Michael escaped. She's like, the bus crashed, the bus crashed. They're like, Laurie, you have a gun. Get out of my house. Mom, you can't do this. It's like, they don't listen. It's the stupid, like, I'm not, I don't have time to listen to you. I don't know. I can't take the five seconds for you to explain to me. So they don't listen to her. She goes to the gas station um, and we see the officer sees her. You could see there's a connection. They know each other. And then we see that's where he says, you know, I was there that night, the original night when with the babysitter murders. Um, and we cut tonight. We go from there right tonight. And Michael's back in town. Oh, that was actually a really cool shot when he um, after he kills the podcast, he goes out to the car, takes the mask out of the trunk of the car and slowly puts it over his head. I thought that was really kind of well done uh, and that was um, just a cool, one of the iconic shots of this movie. Um, and one of the most memorable ones. I think it was in the in the trailer, too, just the way he, the mask, putting it on. Really well done. Uh, so now it is Halloween night already. And Michael's just back in town. There's kids walking around trick-or-treating. Oh, that's right. I forgot. We see the cops, and they're, like, looking at the um, the bus manifest. And, of course... All, they they found a few they found a few of the characters um and he says um oh you know what are we going to do we can't cancel halloween uh and it's like yeah maybe you should have because they realized that michael myers is out there uh but he's back in town he he bumps into kids very much reminiscent of the original he doesn't kill these kids he just kills lumpy um you know the dancing kid for some reason um but I do love, there's a really kind of cool, long one as they say in the biz. So he goes, um, we watch him kind of, you know, bump into the kids, then turn, walk um, around this house. And at one point he goes, it's not all in one shot, but a lot of it is where he um, goes into this house, grabs the hammer. Then we see him come into the house. We see a woman in the kitchen. It kind of cuts away, and Mike, we see Michael go into the kitchen, bash her with the with the hammer, grab uh, a gun, grab a knife, and walk out of the um, the house. He walks by a baby, doesn't kill the baby. Very nice, but he upgrades to a knife. Um, goes out the front door, uh, and then he goes. Oh wait, I'm sorry. He goes into another woman's house. We see him, and I love this shot because it shows the woman kind of in her living room. She she's getting a call. She's hearing about this. She's like, "Oh, I better lock up. This is scary." And you see, you see Michael walk around the house. You just see him a little bit. Then you see him coming behind her. The camera never stops, and um, he kills her. Was that all in that shot too? Right, and then it cuts away. I believe at that point. But at some point, he then he just walks right out the front door, and nothing. Nothing. We we see a couple. They're like, we got to get out of here. You know, we're, we're late. We see a woman dressed as a nurse and another guy dressed as a doctor and looks like they're dressed for Halloween. And they're going out that night. 
Um, and um, I believe, are those the characters we see in the sequel? I feel like it is. So they go off for the night uh, and we learn that they're leaving their kid with uh, Allison's friend, Vicky. Um, now the kill count is up to 10 because there were these two innocent women who were just killed right in, right down the street. Uh, we see the Halloween dance. It's kind of really dumb, very much a, t a, a movie dance, like no dance would be that way. We see, um, at least the ones I've been to, the ones I've been to, you stand around, uh, you dance a little bit, and you know, and then like kids from out of town will bump into you and then try to start a fight. It, those are all just, but that's you know, that's the '90s. Maybe now everyone choreographs their dances and it's all wonderful. Uh, so we um, we see the dance, but we see one person who isn't in the dance is Vicky, the babysitter. Who I'm like, why do I know her? Why do I know her? Now I've seen her in this, but I've seen her in something else. What the hell else have I seen her in? And I realized I saw her in Hulu's adaptation of the comic uh, book series Runaways. By Brian K. Vaughn. I read I read one volume of that book, really good. The uh the Hulu adaptation, not really good. It's kind of a kind of a bad adaptation that I never I never finished. I never went back and I never watched it again. Um, but he's she's babysitting this kid, Julian, who's very funny, little comic relief. Uh, they have this kind of they pick on each other relationship. Um, he goes to bed. And we we see him look in his closet, and it's like, uh oh, that's um, what does they call that? Chekhov's closet. That's gonna come back. Looked a little scary. At the dance, we see Allison's uh, boyfriend kissing another girl. They get in a fight where she th he throws her phone into the um, punch bowl, and I guess there's your answer of why she doesn't have a phone. That kind of gives you a solution. A kid doing a. I could see a kid doing that real selfish kind of spur of the moment thing, and it turning into uh, the fact that. Now he doesn't or she doesn't have a, um, a cell phone for the rest of the movie. Um, that kid, Dave, who uh, was with them at the beginning of the movie talking about Halloween 2. Well, he didn't say Halloween 2, but talking about the brother sister thing. So he is with that girl, uh, Vicky. He shows up. Um, he shows off. He's like, I got a tattoo to show the special night. But we don't actually see the tattoo. So they start staying, hanging out in a very, very sexy way. They hang out together, quote unquote. But Vicky hears something. Uh, she goes upstairs and Julian's like, there's someone in my room. Oh, he comes down. He's like, there's someone in my room. There's someone in my room. I saw someone in my room. She's like, get out of here. Let me go check. Um, nothing. She doesn't see anything, uh, but you're just waiting for Michael to show up. So um, while she's going upstairs helping Julian, that kid, Dave, he gets high. He goes outside and uh, messes around with the motorcycle. Vic Vicky checks the cl uh, closet door. And of course, Michael's in there. Now, I love that when that happens and Michael goes for the stab, little Julian goes, oh, shit, and runs off. It's a great little reaction because he's like, he grunts down and says, you go up there, you're going to get killed. For some reason, Dave grabs a knife and I guess goes up there. We cut away, but we know that Vicky um, is dead. We know that. Uh, so Hawkins, now, I guess Julian called 911. And uh, Hawkins, Officer Hawkins and Laurie show, he both hear the call because Laurie has a scanner. They both, sh Hawkins shows up first. Um, then Laurie shows up and uh, she yells at all these kids outside, get inside, get inside. Now, I'm pretty sure some of them had silver shamrock masks on, I think. Hawkins goes up into the bedroom and sees a sheet over someone, kind of a little callback to Halloween 1. And um, it's Vicky. She's dead. Kill count uh, at 11. Laurie 
Um, oh, I love Laurie being in the house and she looks up and she sees Michael looking down at her and it's like, that's the first, oh my God, he's back. He's doing it. Like it's exactly. And she's probably thinking, where the hell did he get the mask? What the hell? Those stupid podcasters. Goddamn podcasters ruin everything. So we see in the house, uh, Dave is dead as well. We get to see the tattoo. It was the date. It was the date. It was um, October 31st, 2018. And I think that was the date him and Vicky were going to uh, do sex. That's what I think was going to happen. Uh, so now the kill count is at 12 because Dave's dead. Uh, but now Frank, I've been calling him Hawkins, but his name is Frank. Uh, they're together. They're not, they're together. Like they kind of team up for a moment. They're like working together. Uh, and all these cops show up and all these people show up and they're all looking around, but I don't see Anthony Michael Hall out there. So he must be still at the bar um, talking about uh, evil dies tonight. Um, but that maybe that didn't happen yet. I'm trying to figure out the timing of all this. Uh, but while the cop is there, because remember um, Hawkins, the police officer, had the doctor, he pulls the doctor in and he's like almost fascinated to see Laurie. He's like, you're Laurie Strode. My goodness. And she's like, oh, you're the new Loomis. Boom. She's not, she's nonplussed by him. I I think I used that word right. Um, and I really like that. Uh, so, oh yeah, Allison with her. She's out. I think the kid's name is Oscar. She's out with the other friend who obviously has a crush on her. And he's like, you don't deserve him, blah, blah, blah. And they're walking home and he goes, come on, I know a shortcut. And it's like, great. That's going to, that's going to end well. Um, the doctor is uh, with Hawkins. So they're off again. I don't, they're off doing their own thing. Every, everyone kind of comes and goes. They're talking about Laurie. And it seems like Hawkins is more, I mean, the doctor talks a little about Laurie, but he's more focused on Michael. And he's like, I, I must know what he's feeling, what he gets out of killing. And he says, you mustn't, he mustn't be harmed. He's a property of the state. It's like, are you effing kidding me? You harm him. The moment you can, you try to harm him. Uh, Laurie shows up at her daughter's house with police. Finally, finally, they listen to her because the police are with her. Uh, they're like, we need to, you know, get, where's Allison? Where's Allison? Uh, the kid, Oscar, he's with Allison. He tries to kiss her. He's drunk. He's he's a little comic relief, but, you know, he was a little pushy trying to turn this, you know, right away. Um, she's not having it. She kind of pushes him over. He falls down, leaves him behind. I do love that you see Michael just kind of walk in the back and stand there. And he's like, oh, he thinks he's the neighbor. He's like, you ever have a girl who really liked you and you couldn't have her? Uh, yeah. I think, I, oh, you ever a girl you really like and couldn't have her? That's kind of a little like, yeah, Laurie, he wants to have her, he wants to kill her. Um, but finally, I like this, these like motion lights. They go off, they go on, and Michael gets closer. And I have to say, Michael Myers gets his first Oscar because he kills him and he puts him right up on a gate. Kill count, 13. Ooh, I still have a few more left. I know the total. You might know the total, too. Um, so Allison sees uh, Michael. He finally sees her, and she she's like, starts screaming, help, help, help. I mean, he just um, he just walks. So if you just run, you'll probably be fine. Uh, so Karen's freaking out. She's trying to call uh, trying to call her daughter. She can't get through to him. Uh, Laurie's you know, screaming, Karen, Karen, you have to get out. We have to. Get into the house. You need to get into the house. So they're trying to get everyone into Laurie's house because she's got, you know, the badass house that can can save them all, basically. Um, while they're doing that, Allison does actually get help. Like you think, you know, in some of these movies, you remember um, um, Danielle Harris, 
I forget her name. And when she was a little kid, she's screaming and like lights are turning on, but no one's doing anything. It's so many horror movies, nobody does anything. But thankfully, Allison does get help from the neighbors. It's a nice change. And Hawkins and the good doctor show up to get her and bring her back to grandmother's. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. Um, so we got, you know, Karen in her house. She She's like looking around. You can see she's, she's a little like, you know, just like, oh, this is my life. This was my life for so long. And here we are. It all come, you know, this is what it was all about. I can't believe this is actually happening. She shows the hidden basement under the island. Uh, and thankfully, you know, with under there, she, Laurie, and Ben, the dad, they're all safe. Uh, and she and Laurie gives them all guns. I love that. Uh, Karen seems a little apprehensive of it, like, but like maybe at this point you should believe your mother and maybe you should trust her now. So uh they just find they find Michael kind of wandering the road. And Hawkins just like, you know what? Let's do this. And he runs Michael right over. And the doctor's like, oh, you've killed him. He goes over. He's like, he checks on him. And he flicks this little knife. And this is where I was like, really? Huh? And he turns and he stabs Hawk. He stabs Hawkins, turns on him and stabs him, leaves him to die. But I'm not counting that in any sort of kill count because um, Michael didn't kill him. And this is all about Michael's kill. So um he's left bleeding you know we 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 assume he's dead uh wink wink but um i wrote down i thought he was in the sequel i forget i i I don't want to say too much but uh whatever happens he stabs um he stabs hawkins and then this is weird he's like so this is what it feels like he puts the mask on he caresses the mask he he actually drags Michael Myers' body in, puts it in the police car with Allison. I was like, it's a little like this doctor's that obsessed. We have to have that on top of the fact that Michael is coming back to kill, to try to kill Laurie. Like it to me, it felt like uh, what do they call that? A hat on a hat. It's like, did we need this as well? No, I feel like we didn't need this at all because um, the doctor drags Michael into the cruiser, sits her up against Allison. Allison's kind of freaking out. We get, um, we do get a fun little story of uh, a fun little thing with these two cops having discussions about sandwiches. It was a fun little, just kind of jokey conversation put in the middle to kind of give you a little levity for a moment. Um, but in the car, the doctor's going on and on about how, you know, um, about understanding Michael. He wants to learn so much about him. And Allison's like, Michael spoke to me. He's like, what? He spoke to me. Uh, you need to let me go and I'll tell you what he said. He's like, I'll tell you what he said. He pulls the car over and the cops down the street are like, what the hell's going on? Hey, Hawkins. They try to call to him and you know, like they, they don't see what's going on. Michael wakes up, uh, puts the mask on, doesn't worry about Allison right there, starts smashing the doctor, drags him outside. Allison just runs away. And um, again, we get another say something. Uh, the doctor's like, say something. Like the big thing is, they just want Michael to talk. That's the big thing. Um, if what if he was like, pudding? What? I want pudding. Like say something, and Michael's like, I'll say something with my boot. And he tur- he turns the doctor's head into a pile of red jello. Uh, so the kill count now is fourteen. But Allison got away. Those other cops go to see Hawkins now. When they do, it's a weird thing because. Um, and I was like, oh, these two guys, they'll be dead soon. 
the doctor's head was just exploded. But when they go look at the body, you can kind of see his face. So I thought that that was a bit mistake. And Michael's like right there ready for him. We don't see anything happen to them, but we do see the aftermath later. So um, Laurie's like ready for Michael to arrive. And, you know, um, Karen's like, you, you want him to come here? She's been ready for this for years. Uh, we see a dollhouse. They show a dollhouse in ScreenRant.com. They said that's a replica of the of, of Karen of um, of uh, you know Laurie's house from the original movie and or the Myers home from the original movie. And I'm like, no, it really isn't. It's not even the same color. It, maybe it's similar. Maybe it's supposed to somewhat represent it. But I think ScreenRant, you know, sometimes they they're they're sometimes they they really put on a stretch. Uh, I thought it was like kind of showing like, look at this girl, this girl who she did try to have this life of children of like, like a childhood with a dollhouse and stuff, but everything around her, um, kind of, uh, counter acts that, that those, you see stuffed animals, you see a dollhouse, but in reality, she's living in this crazy house with this woman who's, um, who's dead set on one thing and one thing only. And that's being ready for Michael to return. And 40 years later, here he is. We see her earlier shooting these mannequins. We see her training, you know, doing all these training things. It is badass. It is, you know, every time they brought Jamie Lee Curtis back for Halloween 2, Halloween uh, Resurrection, H2O, um, and well, those, those are it, right? Oh, was, oh, wait a minute. H2O took place before Resurrection. Brr. Oh, my goodness. There was one that I'm missing, isn't there? six like whatever now, the point is um she's okay in all those movies she is just badass and excellent in this and this is how she should have been from the beginning uh but um oh while all this is going on allison's just still running in the woods she's just running in the woods running in the woods uh from who i don't know because michael isn't anywhere near the woods he's near the house uh but the dad oh the dad sees a police cruiser come up he's like oh any anything any news on allison Hello, he goes up and he's like, hello, and you think you see a jack-o'-lantern in there? You open the door, you see one cop's dead, and I don't know, if, I think he's holding the head of the other cop, uh, and it's just the face of the of the other cop over a flashlight. I was like, oh my God, that's gross. I love it. Oh, look out, Ben. Look out, look out, Toby, because behind him, Ray, not Ben, behind them, Michael Myers shows up and chokes Ray and kills him, And uh, but a gun goes off. I'm like, what the hell's going on? So two cops... And uh, and now Ray, kill count, it's 17. I have to tell you something, folks. That's it. Spoiler alert. That's the final kill of this movie. Because from there on out, um, it's Laurie, it's Karen, and it's Allison against Michael Myers. So Laurie gets Karen into the panic basement. Um, I was like, I would have been there the entire time. What are we waiting for? Uh, then Michael smashes through the door and you, she, he is really getting it. It, um, you know, that's the thing, all this like pre preparation. And she has this glass on the door that can be easily smashed through. I feel like she should have put bars or something there, but, um, she fights it off. She actually shoots some of his fingers off. I love that. Um, and she puts all these floodlights on like, so there's no darkness outside. She goes into the basement. Michael lets himself in finally, you know, breaks him, breaks his way in pretty easily. Um, then my favorite line of the whole movie, and I wrote it down the quote. She's like, because you could see 
all the hurt she did for her sister, for her daughter, but she's like, I was wrong to raise you that way, but at least I can protect you. Nothing will happen to you. I was like, that is the, that is like, come with me if you want to live. That is such a, the way she says it, it was just felt like that if there's an iconic line from that movie, this movie, this is it. Um, and she said, you know, I know you thought this was my cage. But she's like, she says, I know you thought this was my cage. She doesn't finish the thought, but you're like, okay, okay. She's in her domain now and she's ready to go upstairs and finish this. So she goes up um, and she goes through like a closet and he's not there. And uh, the entire upstairs is empty. And I realized she doesn't have much, she doesn't have much use for anything up there. So why bother? She goes into a room, she clears it. And then she has these rolling bars. She hits a button and these bars roll down and close the room off. It's one less place for Michael to hide. And I, I love that. Just like clear, clearing this room. Allison still running, still running, running in the woods. Uh, she finds a place with all, I wrote down, she finds a place with all these mannequins in the woods. What is that all about? And then I realized, oh yeah, Laurie shoots all these mannequins and that's what she's been using for target practice. So um, she's close by the house. So Laurie clears another room. Then she goes into a room with all these mannequins. Okay. And some of, um, so there are mannequins in all this room. She sees blood in a closet. She opens the closet ready to shoot, but it's just dear old dead dad. Where's Michael? Excuse me. He's behind some of the mannequins. Boom. He bursts in uh, and they fight, 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 fight. She has a knife. He chokes. She bites. He tosses her off a balcony. I love this. He tosses her off a balcony. Michael looks over and sees her. Allison shows up at the front door. She's like, hello. Michael's like, huh? Then he turns back and Laurie's gone. And it's like, Dilly. another little callback to switcheroo at the end of the original Halloween where Michael's not there. Uh, the music stinger, perfect. It's I love it. So Allison comes into the house. Karen opens up the basement quickly, gets Allison to go downstairs, but Michael notices it. He, he notices something's going on. He comes down. He wonders where they are. Where might they be? Um, but he somehow he figured it out. He takes a fireplace poker, and he starts walking over, and he starts trying to shake the island. He's like, he's, he's shaking it, trying to figure it out. Um, Karen downstairs she sees a gun with her initials on it and the look on her face is like yep this is what my life has been this is what i've been ready for michael rips the friggin island like shoves it right off uh and it's open it's right open and i love this this was great karen's like i can't do this i can't do this she's holding the gun and finally michael steps in and she goes gotcha boom Shoots him. Michael took the bait. She shoots him right in the face. Laurie comes out of the darkness. Another callback, I think, Laurie kind of coming out of the darkness. Happy Halloween, Michael. Stab fight. Michael falls down the stairs. Um, then Karen and Allison fight. They finally fight to get out. Michael tries to grab him, but they're stabbing him, fighting him. Lock him off. Lock the basement. And they're like, it's not a cage. It's a trap. And uh, they turn on all this gas. She drops a flare. And she's like, goodbye, Michael. Uh, they stare down at Michael. And I actually love that Michael just stares up at them. And the stare he gives them is so great. He never stops looking at them. Uh, and he just kind of looks up at them. And the flames pick up, pick up. Uh, and they start catching through the entire house. 
they get outside and the whole house is going up into flames and they a truck goes by and Karen, I mean, Allison runs, runs out and says, help us, help us, help us. They all get into the truck and they make their way, um, they make their way away. They make their way away. They make, they make it away safely. Allison's holding onto a knife and they kind of focus on the knife and it's almost like, um, uh-oh, is this trying to show us that he, she has some sort of bloodthirst? And then, boom. Halloween credits. And I wrote, but, and I said, Oh no, wait, that is the end. And then I was like, wait, don't the, don't the fire trucks show. Oh, that's the beginning of the next movie. Spoiler alert. Uh, but you've seen the next movie, but we'll talk about that next time. But I, I, again, really enjoyed this movie. It was, uh, you know, I remember, I remember leaving the theater being like, wow, that was so well done especially when you compare it to the garbage. And yes, some of it is fun, but to the quality of the movies that we had um, for, for years, for decades, and then to get this big budget movie, this big budget opening um, to be, uh, you know, the, the equality that was put into it, the, the um, just the actual, like, I, artistry like the writing like everything was like the detail that was given to this movie where the previous movies were not given that uh and the budget that was given to this movie just turned it into something that you know really kind of uh took took the the movie world by storm for a while the storm storm yeah, i'm from i'm from massachusetts um it just was a huge hit and i was very happy with it and i remember being very very excited about the sequels and then they you hear they got pushed off for a year because of that stupid you know you know that stupid thing that happened for a few years um you know the rhymes with uh pandemic i don't even want to talk about it anymore uh but that pushed this movie back pushed the movies back right because they were done i think and I, I i'm getting ahead of myself i think but when I saw that they all they both were premiering, or the second one was premiering on Peacock, I was like, yes, because I was not ready to go out of the house and go see a movie in the theater. That did not happen until this year, actually. Um, and I was like, I want I can watch this at home. Thank you very much. I'm gonna do this. I remember making like a special, like this is what's happening. It's tonight, the movie's premiering, and I sat down, took my dog out, put the lights off and watched the movie. And I was so excited for it. And um, yeah, I'm not going to, I don't want to say too much about that. I'll save that for next time because Slash is back. Okay. Just like Guns N' Roses went, went back on tour, like Slash is back. Uh, Slash the podcast is back as well. And um, it's not just this Halloween. It's not just Halloween kills and Halloween ends. There will be another franchise coming after this. Uh, it's the one I've been shoot, I've been planning on doing uh, next, all the way back in March, it just took me this long to finally get to it. Um, but Halloween, as I said, just really uh, a good movie. And we'll take it from there. We'll take it from there. It is one of the better Halloween movies. Uh, and I'm excited because I still have not seen Halloween Ends. I, I've to I told you I haven't seen all these movies. And that's the last one I haven't seen. I have. I was like, do I watch it for my movie month or my other podcast? Nope. I'm keeping it specifically for Slash. 
So in a couple of weeks, I'll finally be seeing Halloween ends for the first time. Um, and, you know, I don't know. I don't know how that's going to go because I've heard things. Um, but we're not there yet. We're still talking Halloween. We still have Halloween kills next time. And I just want to thank you guys for still finding the podcast because I see there are still, um, you know, I see listens. I see that there are people finding the show. Uh, so I appreciate it. And I hope uh, you didn't think that I completely forgot you um, because here I am. Um, here I am right where I belong. And now it's time for more slash podcast. Uh, so listen, you can find me on Twitter at Geek Mentality, on Instagram at Geek Mentality, and the show is on Twitter at slash horror, slash horror. When I say it with my Boston accent, it's slash horror, and it doesn't sound right, slash horror. Um, but of course, all roads lean back, lead back to fansnotexperts.com. Uh as you know, as I as I've said, as Carl said, you know, I'm. This is my style. It's not. I'm not overly factual. I'm, I'm definitely not biased. But as he said, I am enjoyable to listen to. And so you're thinking to yourself, how do I feel? You just enjoyed this. Carl said it. I'm saying it. You're feeling it. So uh, big thank you to Carl for writing in. Big thank you to Peyton for his voicemail. And um, whew, that's that's it. Uh, so I want to thank you all for listening. Thank you all for subscribing. I went back to an old episode be like, how do I end this? Oh, yeah, that's right. Remember, it's fun to be scared. Wee-oo. I haven't lost a beat. I'm still right in that kind of mediocre land, right? I mean, it's like, hey, good enough. Good enough. For you, it's good enough. For me, it's good enough. It's good enough for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. I should probably stop now. Fans not experts.